Woo! To be the world champion with a body like that! And this man! And that's the bottom line! The reign of the modern day Maharaja! And now, your world podcast champions. Welcome, wrestling fans, to another edition of Rumbling Reality. If it is your first time joining us, uh, hang tight, and we will hopefully delight. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I am Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, corny. I'm Ramsey, and the person who usually laughs at me or laughs at me, not with me, is Travis. I mean, I don't. I'm not always guilty of laughing at you. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you say stuff like that. That. Is, yeah. It's one of those borderlines corny slash clever. So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. I got to laugh at it a little bit. Oh, man, Travi, Travi. How's everything yes. today? Everything is peachy keen over here in uh, northeast Oklahoma. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, that's where we are. We're in northeastern Oklahoma. That's true. North side? Uh, and, yeah, for real. No, central time. Midwest <laughs> central time. side. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, guys, we're a little corny. Um, so um, it's also not a, just for people to understand that live on Central Time. We're almost only at ten a.m. in the morning, and before we came on air, both Ramsey and I were having a discussion <laughs> about how we our sleeping habits sometimes suck. Mm-hmm. Mine in particular now because I am usually somebody since they have to wake up at six fifty in the morning every single day to go to work. I'm normally up. Anywhere mm-hmm. between six fifty to seven thirty every single day, so I have no way of sleeping in anymore. So basically, we're the same kind of people. We, even if we stay up late, we still got to get up early. I just, yep. I just don't feel productive if I don't get up early. I, that's how I feel. Is if I'm not, if if I sleep in, like to me, even if I sleep in till like ten o'clock in the morning, I still have wasted some of the day. And I'm like, nope, this that's like that kind of sucks. I don't have much to do now today. Oh, I know. It's the weirdest thing, and yet you still have all day to do things, but yet you still feel like you've missed a good chunk of the day. So I'm going to start us off today, and let's talk about the headbutt that was heard around the world. Kevin Owens going off on Vinnie Mac, Vince McMahon. It was uh, pretty something to see. I was, I mean, everybody was pretty much like, how is Vince McMahon still doing this, taking these bumps? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's probably doing it gingerly because, I mean, just because he took the bump didn't mean it was a good bump. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know? man, that was like a – I was surprised he even agreed to that. That shows how much confidence they have in Kevin Owens, though. That Yeah, that was something uh, that I found pretty interesting, too, is um, as somebody tagged it that I saw earlier this week on a different article, they were they were calling it Kevin Owens gives a stone-cold, like, beatdown. Yeah, and, uh, it's the first and thing it I really thought of, was. too. It, it was it was interesting that they that they do have that much faith in Kevin Owens to to do something of that nature and quite frankly it suits Kevin Owens it suits his character. So um, I, I did read an article though and uh, hear a couple of sites say that the Vin, the McMahon's are going to bury Kevin Owens with the storyline. No, I disagree with that in general and and I think that's what that's I was thinking probably, too. Well, and I feel like it's a slap in the face to Kevin Owens and a slap in the face to anybody who's ever worked for the McMahons in regards to a storyline because something that was brought to my attention leading into this year's WrestleMania because, as we remember, Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles was something. um, Oh, God, awesome. Well, and I didn't – correct me if I'm wrong, Ramsey. I don't think you were Uh looking forward to it. You're right. 
I was not looking forward to it. We were, uh, the majority of people that commented on that match uh, when it was announced or speculated because everybody wanted Shinsuke and AJ Styles to go down. Well, they were yeah, they were more so. They were like, why is AJ getting this treatment? Because yep. it's like AJ Styles is coming off. Uh, arguably, only next to Kurt Angle, the best and most successful rookie year in a WWE and WWE champion uh, to boot, and yeah. three months into 2017, his second year into the company, he's not he's he's on the WrestleMania card, sure, but shouldn't this guy's caliber and work rate uh, declare him for a, a WWE title match of sorts, mm-hmm. and yet he gets booked against Shane McMahon? And the biggest argument with Shane's was that uh, Shane doesn't compete in one-on-one matches. There was always like a stipulation, last man standing, no holds barred, something along the lines because it was one of those things to where it would disguise a little bit of his um, lack there of in-ring prowess, if you will. Yeah. And nobody, nobody looked forward to that. And it's the first match that they put on the card. And so already people were like, "Oh wow, first one out. It's not you know okay. Let's let, let's get the train wreck out of the way. That way the rest." That's, of the a, show that's what it felt like. Good. Yeah, and what happened? It turned out to be arguably the best match on the whole show. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, so somebody had said leading up to that 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 could have potentially happened, and it could have potentially played out that way, and it did because the McMahon's, regardless of what you want to say about them. They always have high-profile matches, and they always help elevate the people that they're there. Yep. You know, Stone Cold is the the biggest one to boot because if it wasn't for the Austin McMahon rivalry back in the Attitude Era, we never would have WWE to where it's at now. Um, the Rock is the same situation. Uh, Triple H, of course, had his little run with uh, Stephanie McMahon back in 2002. wasn't the greatest of storylines, but it was still there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, uh, Shawn Michaels had a had a phenomenal storyline. No pun with intended. McMahon leading into WrestleMania 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many different storylines. Bret Hart, even for God's sakes, has the Montreal screw job in '97, and they give him the just reward match with Vince McMahon in 2010. Yeah, but sadly, that's what defined his whole entire career, not his uh, in-ring ability or any of that kind of stuff. Are you talking about Bret Hart? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, that's that's one of those things where is it arguable to say that? Sure. Um, I don't think it defined his entire career. Is it the most infamous moment of his career? Absolutely. But do oh, I yeah. think that defined his career? No, not at all. And, I, and I'm and i not the biggest Bret Hart fan, and I'm speaking up for Bret Hart to say that that's not what he will be remembered for. Uh, that is arguable. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's it, 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 I can see where people would make that argument that the Montreal Screwjob is the, what he would be remembered for, but I personally don't think that at all. So where do you think this whole, I mean, Kevin Owens and um, Shane thing is going to lead to? What's it going to, I mean, how's it going to benefit his career? Well, I mean, you know what's interesting about this whole thing is when you look, when you, something that didn't really even just occur to me until just now, um, Kevin Owens has really been successful anytime he's worked with a McMahon, when you think about it. Um Yes, I know Triple H is not a McMahon, you know, but he is associated. (laughs) I was going to say he's associated and married to the boss's daughter, 
and he's the COO of WWE in real life too, not yeah. on just TV. Um, and on top of that, Triple H has backed Kevin Owens from the day he signed. Oh him. yeah, and that's been like was, his little little guy. It was well. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of guys in NXT that are on the main roster now. Finn Balor, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, um, just a couple to name off the bat. That would be, in my opinion, labeled as Triple H guys. That's yes, true. they they made their names on the indie circuit before getting signed to WWE, but. At the end of the day, they got to WWE, and Triple H has backed them since. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens is a prime example of that. Last year was Universal Champion. And to this date, uh, well, okay, no, Brock Lesnar actually beats him now. Hmm. But to be fair, Kevin Owens is there every single week. Brock Lesnar is here for once in a blue moon, uh, even though we've had him roughly almost every single week now for almost two months so it's that's been a plus it's true uh but kevin owens was universal champion from august of last year up until february of this year and he had a pretty successful title run you know um the whole point of a heel is to be a bad guy is to create uh some kind of uh, controversy or whatever the case may be, and he did that. He he showed that he can be a champion on a huge level. And now moving over to the SmackDown brand, he's once again working with a McMahon. And this match at Hell in the Cell inside Hell in the Cell with Shane, I think, will elevate Owens' stock on the SmackDown brand. And it wouldn't be surprising to me if after everything is all said and done that after Hell in the Cell, and I would even say probably leading into Survivor Series, if we see Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Oh, yeah. that I didn't think about it. So you're saying Shinsuke versus uh, Owens? I do, and I honestly think that I haven't that really that's... thought of them as, uh, I mean, I mean a, together in a big fight for a pay-per-view. That sounds pretty yeah. good. And I think it would be good because uh, I think... I don't think I'm alone in thinking this, but I think, unfortunately, um, Shinsuke Nakamura has not gotten over with the casual crowd. And you think it's because of his mic skills? or I think a part of that is. Um, I don't think it's everything, um, because, honestly, he doesn't cut that bad of a promo. Um, his only his only bad thing against him with, with his promo from, is, so, of course, know, we're um, always going to- the accent. You know, because it's he's he's speaking broken English because obviously English is a second language for him. Uh, Maybe he should be called Broken Shinsuke. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Nakamura's speech in general, yes, is is sometimes hard to to translate to, um, which I think has made an issue with the audience for the casual audience that is yeah. for the for the passionate fans that are in the audience of course they don't care and they they like Shinsuke and they can understand him you know the the kids in the audience don't exactly get that but i think that if they went that route with Nakamura being champion and Kevin Owens being his challenger i can easily see Kevin Owens getting Nakamura over as a huge babyface if they play the cards right yeah, that, that's a good way to propel his career. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I like gender, but I, as much as I'm sure that they'll try to push for a rematch with Nakamura and gender to take place for the title, 
I don't think that would be the smart route to go. What? Why? Well, two two heels. No, it's more so because. Sorry, I have running water for a second. Um, it's more so because even though I haven't minded Jenner Mahal's title reign, for the most part, it's been met with a lot of negativity. But then again, that's wrestling. So, or at least that's pro wrestling on social media. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, but for the most part, I get where people's argument comes from that we hear. I mean, we've talked about it on this show numerous times. We've had numerous people tweet us back, and we've both been in uh, debates with, uh, with some of our listeners about how they feel gender's title reign has been weak because he never can seem to win a match on his own. Okay, well, if we want to go that logic, then um, Kevin Owens didn't really do the same thing, or I said didn't really do anything different. He had Chris Jericho helping him most of the time. But Kevin Owens had one of the most successful universal title reigns that we've seen to date. Um, obviously, there's only been four universal champions, but out of the four champions, Kevin Owens has been the most consistent, in my opinion. Um, Brock Lesnar has elevated the title in regards to its prestige, but Owens was the most consistent and persistent with the title. Um, and I honestly do think Jinder, as much as he looks like a champion, he talks like a champion, he respects the title the way that it should be. Um, I just don't see... I can see where people's argument is, is that he really isn't the WWE championship, uh, or I'm sorry, the WWE champion that is a true heel champion. I can see where the argument comes from. You're talking about, uh, oh, you're talking about, uh, gender not being a true heel? No, 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 not that he's not a true heel, Mm -hmm. just that he can't be taken seriously as a champion. I can see... Yeah, I I mean, I've heard the argument many times online, like, recently. Right. And I can I can see that argument. I can totally get where people are coming from on that. Um, was his was his build up too fast? Sure, but JBL's was too back in 2004. And I've said it before. JBL uh, had one of the best heel title runs in SmackDown's history back in 2004-2005. Um, he was arguably the most hated heel in WWE at that time. Um, so. I can see Jinder playing off the JBL type of role with his character, but I just don't think it's translated as well as what JBL's did back in 04. Yeah. I mean, I'm man, JBL's run was good for a while, but after a while I was so ready to see him done. But that's I... that's the point of a heel, you know, yeah. is you want you are you are constantly just waiting and hoping that this heel gets beat. You mm-hmm. you want him to lose. You want him to lose that title. And the fact that somehow he always manages to get it, whether hook or crook, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. He still wins. Yeah. You know. And that's all. That's been my argument for gender as champion is I don't care if he's used the sings every single time. I don't care if the great colleague comes out. Hell, I don't even care if he wants to invoke the help of the Iron Sheik at one point mm-hmm. in time. I don't care. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. The point is, is gender wins. Yep. You know? He's generating that heat. The fact that he's making people mad means that, yes, he is doing his job to a level of success. 
But to me, Kevin Owens and Nakamura can generate more of a buzz and success for not just Nakamura, but for Kevin Owens as well. It's, uh, it's pretty smart. I don't know if they're going to do that. <laughs> probably, probably not, because, damn, it's too logical and too smart. So it's probably not going to happen. So what do you what do you hear about all this stuff backstage about Paul Heyman having so much pull on the Vince that he's actually changing creative storylines like an hour before they go live? I mean, if, if that's true... If that's true, then great. Paul Heyman's a creative genius. I, I agree. But do you think this creates problems with creative where they don't know where to go with their storylines because they're not going to push them well? or I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like a problem in the long run because creative could have this whole entire thing planned out or whatever. Well, I mean, we've, we've, all, we've all had our sayings with WWE creative over the last few years. And let's face it, mm-hmm. um, ever since they decided to bring soap opera writers – and people that have no idea about the wrestling business and just write for TV, literally just write for TV shows, never watched a single day of wrestling in their life. Um, it's really diluted the product down to something that we all have come to be like, oh, well, this is stupid. Why are we watching this still? When you have the influx of a Paul Heyman, who not only is a creative genius, um, not only can he also create stories and be a TV writer, but he has the background of being a wrestling guy. It True. only it only creates to me more revenue, more ratings. It creates a more level of success that in my opinion the WWE desperately needs right now. If if that if those rumors are true, my guess is that he's obviously only doing it on the raw brand. So yeah, obviously. For, it's only for Lesnar, they said. Right, right. If that's what he is doing, to me, that's awesome. Because, for honestly, for the most part, Raw's kept my interest a lot more recently than what SmackDown has. And I'm a guy who loves SmackDown. But Raw has been consistently good for almost the last two or three months. Mm-hmm. So... It's been, if, again, if that rumor is true that Paul Heyman has had some sort of pull over the creative of the Raw brand, then that's awesome. Then I I vote to keep Heyman on board, period, as yeah. head writer for the Raw brand, if that's the case. Uh, hold on one second. All right, so let's uh, move on a couple topics here and there. What do you got for me next, Travis? Your turn. Well, uh, on SmackDown this week, they had another title exchange, uh, the tag team titles with New Day. Uh, Once again, uh, New Day beats the Usos and plays hot potato with the tag team titles. Now, recent reports have come out saying that WWE has another huge plan for the New Day in the fact that not only do they want them to be the longest reigning tag team champions that they've ever had in the company, now they want them to hold the most tag team titles than any other team in the company. Um, that's a long feat to go because apparently, because I didn't even know this, but when I read this article, according to it, um, the team that holds the most WWE tag team titles, and I want to clarify this before I go any further, Hmm. this means a team. 
That doesn't mean one singular guy who has multiple partners with a title reign. That means one team of two that have held the titles the most mm-hmm. has been the Dudley Boys. Apparently. Oh. I want to say they're either at uh, I know eight. That. They're at eight or ten. I, I can't remember which one. I want to say it's ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's hard for me to back that. Uh, <laughs> and I say that because that means then we're about to have a lot of title changes with the tag team titles, uh, unless they plan on doing this over the next two or three years. In which case, okay, I can get on board with it. Yeah. But then you create. But if not, and you're just wanting to do this as quick as possible, then this is where I I feel like there's a problem because I don't like the idea of the new day getting the most tag team titles in such a short amount of time because WCW that, has a team that did that. Shouldn't that be reserved uh, for Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy? And well, no, not because really. they have the most titles in space and time. Well, no, they're the most celebrated tag team in space and time. Oh, okay. There's a difference. You don't oh. need titles to be the best tag team, just FYI. Yeah. Um, to me, yeah, in, in my opinion, if we want to look at the greatest tag team that's been in WWE, um, I would actually argue that the Dudleys would be up there. Um, that's no dig at the Hardys, because I love the Hardys. Um, and I think that, I think you could make a good argument that the Dudleys – or the Hardys, that one of them is the best team that WWE's ever produced. But right now, I think it's the Dudleys. Um, what? Yeah. Better than the I, Hardys? Yes. Oh, God, no. I no, no way. And it's, I'm not saying that, as in that I, like I said, I'm not saying that, that I hate the Hardys. Enter- it comes, comes to entertaining, athletic ability on the mic. Bubba Ray now is better, but back then, it was not intriguing to me. Well, and, and this is my reasoning for, for saying that they're the best tag team. Um, the Hardys, no doubt, have been the have been one of the greatest tag teams, and to me, they definitely would hold the number two spot. Mm-hmm. The reason I say the number two spot is because both Matt and Jeff have established themselves as great single stars. Jeff Hardy did that on his own in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Of course, he was looked at as the top. Hardy when they were a tag team to begin with, um, mainly because of his daredevil antics. Um, and then we've seen in the last uh, couple of years, thanks to his uh, run with TNA, we've seen Matt Hardy flourish as a single star like he never did in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so they both established themselves as single stars. The reason why I say the Dudleys are the best tag team is because you can say, arguably, only one of those guys actually succeeded outside of the tag team, and that was Bubba Ray as Bully Ray. Devon, he, I, Devon's great, and honestly, I think the Reverend Devon character was something they should have pushed a lot longer. I liked than it. Did. I did too. I thought it. I thought it fit him. I thought it fit his profile. I thought he played the the role very well. Um, and I was disappointed that they that they kiboshed it so quickly. Kibosh. Um, but you can't argue that Devon and Bubba Ray together didn't always create whether whether they were the good guys or the bad guys. They were always entertaining to watch, and they always excelled when they were with each other. 
you know they again Bubba excelled later on without Devon mm -hmm. but Devon and Bubba Ray together always made for great TV you know what I mean nobody nobody could ever say that they didn't either love or hate the Dudleys and they have always been consistent as a team so that's my reasoning is that as a team they have been the most consistent they have stayed together the longest and they've held more tag team titles not just in WWE but all over wrestling than any other team mm -hmm. including the Hardy Boys mm -hmm. so that's my reasoning for the Dudleys being number one that's but that's just my opinion getting back to the New Day um, the New Day is a very much throwback to an old school type of tag team which is great because they think as one they don't have egos they it there's definitely in my opinion there's not one guy that shines above the other they all have equal footing true, in yeah. that team you know and and that to me is what really creates solidarity and, and what really creates a true team is that they each elevate each other it's not one person being elevated like in a faction for instance like the nation of domination where the rock was later the forefront or D-Generation X when Triple H was the forefront. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. no clear, precise leader or head of the group. It's only the one. It's just all three men looking out for one another. Yeah, but I agree I with that. Like, I just don't like the idea of them pushing for the most title reigns so quickly because I'm like, ah, this, is, this should be a build-up. Um, kind of like what Booker T and Stevie Ray did for WCW because to this day, there's only one team that held the WCW tag team titles ten times. And again, this goes back to the same two men, which were a team. And oh, that was ten times, ten times, ten times. Wow, you were Booker T? They were ten-time tag team champions, Booker T and Stevie Ray I was going to ten-time thing. That's too much. Yep, ten-time tag champions. Five times, so, five times, five times. Yeah. So Booker T's not only a five-time WCW champion, he is a ten-time tag team champion. Wow. At, with his brother. Nobody else, but just his brother. So, I mean, it's that's something that is done over time. That's not something that you should have to force or push. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my argument with it. I'm looking up stuff to... Um... I have this little uh, thing coming up pretty soon. For I got, you, I got yeah. you for another one. Let's do it. Uh, we finally have a name for the uh, for the Adam Cole, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish stable in NXT. Have you heard it yet? Yeah, I forgot what it's called. Undisputed. You like it? I do. I like the name. I think it's really cool. Um, of course, Kenny King in Ring of Honor has already made a jab about how uh, yep. the, the, the team name should be called NXT of Honor. And I kind of I kind of agree because I even was saying before, um, I was saying before how you and I uh, were talking about how the NXT certainly has a Ring of Honor influence in them now and that they were originally creating or what like they had already teased that they were going to have a tribute to Ring of Honor with a team of Ring of Honor guys. And I really liked the idea, and I dubbed it as the Honor Society. You know? Um, 
And I really wish they kind of would have gone that route, and they may eventually do that, you know, because <laughs> there's a lot of guys that were in Ring of Honor that are now in WWE. Uh, Roderick Strong is one of them. Uh, Leo Rush, who just signed with WWE, is there. Uh, a guy that I cannot wait to debut on NXT. Leo because, Rush, yeah. No, not just Leo Rush, the guy that I was about to aforementioned. Uh, he is literally Vince McMahon's probably he will probably become his pride and joy if he makes it to the main roster, which I feel like he will, um, because he's six foot seven, almost a 300-pounder, and he's athletic as hell. And I'm talking about Donovan Dijak. He is extremely athletic for a big guy. Think of Mike Awesome, but more fit, hmm. and a lot more daredevilish cruiserweight style from a big guy. It's it's incredible. Yeah, look him if, up. Yeah, if you've never heard of Donovan Dijak, go look up just some highlight videos because I'm sure you can find them on YouTube. He's definitely a top prospect that I definitely see WWE putting real money into, and I don't see him at any point or time uh, not being a success in WWE unless his character that they give him, whatever that may be, if he has a specific character, just sucks. <laughs> Uh, to me, I think the best way to do would be to include him into that stable with uh, O'Reilly, Fish, and Cole, um, just because the dynamic's already there. Hell, add Roderick Strong to it, too, because Roderick Strong's just as good and would fit in perfectly in there. I think it should be a five-man faction at that point. That'd be cool. I, I think so. Uh, but I like Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish as a team because again I saw these guys I saw these guys before they made it to WWE and a lot of people did too and I like them I like their work and a lot of people that have never seen them before are about to get introduced to some very well-renowned in-ring technicians mm. and Adam Cole especially is a great character just in himself so yeah, I like Adam Cole a lot uh, yeah people will be entertained with Adam Cole quite a bit um, so, I have a little game for you. Ready? Alright. So basically, I'm going to give you a couple indie wrestlers, a couple guys who may have been in WWE before, or whatever it is. I'm going to give you one versus the other. Who should we hire? Pretty simple okay. game. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you shared something like this on the, on the Rumbling Rumors page uh, not too long ago. Are you using the same guys? Or are you using no, no, no. Well, I probably, I'm sure a few of them. Um... Was it Matt Rydell or Matt Riddle? Matt Seidel. No, Matt Riddle. Different guy. Oh, Matt R Well, you said Matt Rydell. And I was like... Yeah, I, I, I... You know me. When I read freaking names off, I'm so bad Well, no, it. that's why I thought you meant Matt Seidel, who was yeah. Kevin Bourne in WWE. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, okay. Matt Riddle or Jay Lethal? To WWE. Oh, why do you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. Why did you do that one right off the bat? Yeah. I hate you. Oh, I so hate you. Um, damn. Uh, <laughs> you got, God, yeah. Dang it, man. Uh, okay, if I have to pick only one, and it's mainly because I've seen more of what he can do as opposed to the other, uh, I would pick Jay Lethal. Really? Yes. Do you think they'd actually use him correctly? 
Because I'm not trying to be not trying to be racist, but WWE is not known for pushing, uh, you know, African Americans. Yeah, yeah, not well. Yeah, I know, I know. There's still, there's still a a, a, a quiet joke that goes around. That uh, I mean, you can count the Rock if you will, because he is half. Well, and he half. is. Uh, he is half and half. But there still hasn't been a full fledged African American champion, WWE champion specifically. Mm-hmm. So. That, yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, I don't think they would use Jay Lethal properly, um, which is sad because I think he could actually be amazing for WWE. Um, I think he'll eventually end up there. I think we will see Jay Lethal in WWE eventually, uh, and I think he can do good things. Do I think they'll use him properly? Personal opinion, probably not, but I could be surprised and be shocked. So. I think it'll happen, so we'll see what happens when it does. Um, let's see. Next one. Uh, it's going to be kind of weird. Alberto El Patreon back Alberto Del Rio or Rey Mysterio. Patreon or Patron? I, I can never say it. Oh, see, I'm writing these things down wrong. <laughs> see, this is I, why can, you I can never me. read them off. I don't know this why it is. This is why you have me. I mm-hmm. am your grammar slash pronunciation advisor. Well, it's enunciation, right? Well, you pronounced it wrong. You said you said patron, or you said. Patron. Well, you know why? Because it actually spelled it that way. Because I'm sorry. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so it's Alberto El Patron or Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Really? Why? Rey Mysterio has a bigger following. Yeah. Is more reliable and is much less of a hassle. It sounds. <laughs> That's like. very true. Uh, um, so yeah, and honestly, I never really was a big fan of Alberto Del Rio. Really, man, I, I loved him for, for a while. I didn't. I mean, as a heel. Was, well, the personal ring announcer thing was funny, but now I, I now I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, next one, Cody Rhodes or Matt Seidel? You asshole! Why? I know it's like Cody Rhodes is. If he if he brought him, he's back. on his. He's at the top of his game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, damn you! I, God, I hate you sometimes. Mm. Uh, strictly only because of a recent interview that he has said. Um, as of this moment, I would I would pick Matt Seidel. They'll just put him in two hundred five live. <laughs> probably, but he would probably do well in two hundred five live. That's true. I mean, seriously, can you imagine the matches we could see between uh, if? Whether they call him Matt Seidel or give him the Evan Bourne name again is irrelevant. I think they would keep him as Evan Bourne. But can you imagine the matches he could have against uh, Neville for the Cruiserweight title? Oh, yeah. Be freaking awesome. So, And the only that's, reason that's I didn't true. only reason I did not pick Cody Rhodes is strictly because Cody has said verbally in an interview recently, everything is still way too fresh. Uh, that he would not consider going back right now, and he's actually having the best time of his life on the Indies right now. So that would be the only reason I'd pick Seidel over Rhodes. Okay. This is more of a, uh, not funny one, but more of a, hold on, my Cortana is going off. Uh, Marty's, I can never say Marty's last name. It's, Marty Skrull. Yeah, the villain. Or Sam Stackhouse. <laughs> Sammy, I love you, buddy, but quite <laughs> frankly, I'd love to see the villain in WWE. <laughs> I know, me too. Uh, although, Sam, I will say, if you still listen to us, appreciate you. I just saw you uh, actually last week. 
when we were at WFC, and I still can't ever get over the fact that you can do a freaking moonsault. I know. You're freaking awesome, dude. So do not take that comment personally. I would just love to see the villain in WWE. Um, Okay, next one. This is going to be a hard one. Well, not for me at least. Kenny Omega or Okada? Man, um, that's a hard one for me. I mean, that's for most people. That yeah, hard, so but. you know what? Screw you. I want you to pick one first. Kenny Omega. Okay. Right, He's just gonna be better on the mic, and he'll just he'll be able to. So it uh, wasn't that hard for you then. <laughs> well, most fans probably. It listen. wasn't that hard for you then. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you you're freaking right. liar. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say Omega too. Omega, why? Why do you sound shocked that I say Omega? I don't know, because, I don't know, I'm just a little bit shocked. I like Okada, don't get me wrong, but right now, Okada is New Japan's bread and butter. So, um, And no offense, we've already got Shinsuke over here, who's doing somewhat well and has done well. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Kenny Omega versus Shinsuke Nakamura in WWE. That'd be so, awesome. you could play off of the whole Okada thing with Nakamura instead and book money with Omega versus Nakamura, and they know how to work the New Japan style, so it's the same premise as if you brought AJ and Nakamura, like I'm still hoping happens at WrestleMania. You think it's going uh, to? I still I still hold out hope, because I've yet to read anything that says the WWE title picture plans for WrestleMania have changed since I read that. So I'm still very hopeful for Styles and Nakamura. Um, they work in, they'll work in New Japan style, guarantee you. Um, so I, I honestly could still see Omega versus Nakamura doing something similar, and I think it could be just as good. Okay. Um, this one's a little fresh. Uh, Austin Aries or Jack Swagger? Aries? Are you kidding? Well, just because Aries got fired so recently or whatever. I don't care. If you're asking me who I would want to see back, I'd rather see Aries. <laughs> This one's going to be one of the hard ones for me, at least, because it'd be on one Dude, side. You said that a few minutes ago, and it really <laughs> wasn't that damn hard. Good point. Uh, the Young Bucks or CM Punk? <laughs> oh. It's like a brand new tag team that's obviously one of the <clears throat> biggest indie. Well, not, I wouldn't say indie, really. Oh, well, you would. One of the yeah, biggest. You would people outside of WWE who, I mean, they're on freaking hot topic. I mean, that's hard. I mean, that's crazy to do. Um, but who would you pick? CM Punk. Really? Why? Yep. Because I'm a Punk fan at the end of the day. Yeah, me too. So, no offense to the Young I still hope we see the Young Bucks eventually in WWE. Do you think we actually will? Yeah, I think they will. Because they talk so much trash and hear about no, WWE, no, no, they don't, they don't, WWE's they, uh, cease and desist order on them recently. I, I I didn't I didn't hear all of this, but I was sh- I, I was like, what was the what they kept was the deal? They kept doing um, the suck it thing all the time and all their and all their promos and all their interviews. They've been doing that for years. And, yeah, and WWE saying that you're using the DX trademark thing. Stop doing it. Man. Yeah. So that's what Cody Rhodes was referring to then. Oh, Cody he, Rhodes talked about it. Yeah. He, well, because he said because uh, somebody. Um, sent him a, a, a me- not a message, but a tag on Twitter and said, were you really, because he was doing like an ask, ask the fan or the fans ask the questions thing, you know, where they do like for five minutes, they're saying, use this hashtag and I'll answer any question. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, one of them said, did you really receive a C and D uh, 
to a, a really did you really receive a C and D order uh, for for this uh, particular thing? And he said, "Kid you not, we got five of them." And I was like, "For what?" I was like, "What? What did they get? Why? Why did they get a cease and desist? Why did you get five of them and what yeah. for?" <laughs> so the fact that WWE is doing that, which I find is very ironic, because members of the clique who are still very much associated with WWE have appreciated the fact that the Young Bucks and all these people have still been using their gesture and things like that. They they thought of it as an homage. Kevin Nash is the first person who has said that. So I'm like, why would you do that then? It's keeping something alive, you know? It's true. So if that's the case, then WWE, y'all suck, man. <laughs> I mean... I'm just saying that's just a that's almost as bad as uh, GFW Impact TNA Wrestling sending C and D's to the Ring of Honor show just an hour before they went on the air to the Hardys that they couldn't use the broken gimmick. <laughs> yep, it's just as bad. Okay, next one for you, uh, AJ Lee or Karma? Karma. Really, man? I'd rather say AJ Lee. I like AJ. Um, obviously for for her athletic prowess, but mm-hmm. I just and I've had Very this conversation athletic. with you outside of this show. I have said this numerous times. Um, we did not get to see Karma in full with the WWE, is, yeah. and and she, I don't care what anybody. That's a good wants point. I'm going off my uh, fandom, sex, sexist fandom. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we did not get to see a full Karma. In WWE, we got to see her for a handful of times, um, but people that don't know what she was about and didn't know her as Awesome Kong, which I did. I watched her in TNA grow as Awesome Kong and was a phenomenal character, and I was so looking forward to her bringing that over to WWE. And I could, I still remember how disappointed I was when her run was so short because there was just so much there, yeah. you know. There was so much potential there for her because she could, she could have been a huge staple in the women's division if she had gotten the proper push. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was. It it, it just the whole thing was just so disappointing how her contract and her time at WWE went. I definitely agree with that. Um, this is kind of a weird one. C.J. Parker or Justin Gabriel? C.J. Parker. Because him, him being Juice Robinson right now in New Japan yeah, I heard he's is doing really well. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I heard he's doing really well. He's doing great in New Japan. And him leaving WWE or getting released by WWE was probably the best thing that happened to him. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing too. Yeah, he's having, he's having a career year in New Japan right now. So congrats to Juice. And hopefully one day we see you come back. So, um, Another one. Uh <laughs> Brad Maddox or Brodus Clay? Well, I mean, if we get to see something with Paige and Xavier Woods added into a storyline, yeah, let's bring back Brad Maddox. Oh, God. (laughs) So who'd you pick? Like I said, Brad Maddox. (laughs) Um, Ted DiBiase or Damian Sandow? Uh, I I think Ted has had, had, I mean, really, if he gets the right storyline, I think he always could have been something really special. Personally, I think he could have too, but honestly, I just don't think, I, I don't think he has the passion for yeah. wrestling as much as his dad did. Yeah, that's uh, that's been shown in that one little documentary they did. 
Yeah, and and that's not a, that's not anything bad against Ted DiBiase. It's just I don't think I don't think wrestling was his calling. You know what I mean? Um, Damian Sandow, God, I'd love to see him back. Just he's so I know, entertaining. Man. He's so what, entertaining. What, do you remember what happened? He got cut right as he became Macho, uh, the Macho Man, uh, the ripoff there. And it was so stupid, and everybody, everybody on the internet freaked out because it's like he's having a career year. He broke out as Mizdow mm-hmm. in arguably the most entertaining was, gimmick of the last funny. decade, and they let him go. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are y'all doing? He must have done some backstage. I have no idea, but I can. I remember being so disappointed about that. Yeah. Um. Wade Barrett or Hulk Hogan? Depends on what you're hiring them for. Well, either way, they have a contract with WWE to be in the ring, perform, or or wrestle. Either way. Okay, if we're talking performance base, yeah, yeah give me Wade Barrett all day long. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, Hulk Hogan can't do anything. He'd be an ambassador, and eventually he'll be back. Oh yeah. But give me Wade Barrett because I still. I still have some bitterness about Wade Barrett not ever being a champion, and he deserves God. That he is man. It. He's had so many times where he his his uh, characters popped out and the fans went with him, and then either got injured or to be held him back. Yes, and oh. it makes me so mad. For real. Um, this is another weird one. Carlito or Mister Kennedy? Ah, oh, see, I. I like Carlito, but I was always a Kennedy fan. Man, I love Kennedy. And, and you can remember that, too, because I used to say it all the time back when we, uh, we first had the group together and I first got involved, and I said before that I was a Kennedy fan from day one. where I came from, like, so, you know. The first well, time I saw him back on the old, if people remember the old show Velocity uh, for the SmackDown brand, mm-hmm. uh, and he debuted on that, and I saw him on that one Saturday night, and I was like, oh, this guy's good. I like this guy. Oh yeah, and it was just this stupid. It was this stupid little gimmick that that honestly I thought would never really get over, but him doing his own introduction, saying how Tony Chimmel sucked at it, <laughs> and he would do his own, yeah. and it got over so fast. And I was like, yes, thank God, I enjoyed it. But I was like, I just don't see how anybody's really going to buy into this, and it certainly worked because he would go on within a year's time to work with guys like The Undertaker. Uh, and I'm like, dang, this they're really putting some stock behind him. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it just sucked that he, he kind of was, in a way, I guess, his own worst enemy with WWE. So Another um, weird one for you. Oh, wait. Did I say that? I, oh, MVP or Jeff Jarrett. MVP. I'm coming up with these on the fly. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Well, MVP. So. Why? Jeff Jarrett would create a lot of controversy. I don't give a damn about controversy. You used to love him. You used to love Jeff Jarrett. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought you used to like him. He's not horrible, but I, if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather take MVP all day long. Okay, here this is a good one for you. No, no, no. We're done oh. now with yours. We're done now because did you? No, I don't no, know. No, these are these are written down. Do I? I have I have written down ones. I want to go through all of them. Um, How many do you have? Uh, three more. Three more. Okay, good because I've got 
I've got something here for you, so keep going. Okay, Molina or Rebby Sky? Um, mainly because of her association with Matt Rebby. Okay, uh, we actually, haven't seen Rebby. Have, so. That's what I was thinking too. I want to see Rebby. I actually have three. Sorry, uh, Paul London or Chris Masters. Chris Masters. Dang, really? Yes. I thought you liked Paul London. Uh, he wasn't bad, but Chris Masters, he got released. CM Punk even said it too, during his uh, during that whole summer of Punk where he was just letting everything go. Yeah. Uh, he even made a spiel about it on one of his promos where he's like, "You you fire a guy like Chris Masters who for the last year has been working his ass off to be better at this job, mm-hmm. and you cut him because he had too much passion for this business." <laughs> Is that really what it came down to? That's what that's what Punk said. Is that and and literally when you go back and look at it, he did. Chris Masters was putting on uh, decent matches. He wasn't on any of the main shows. He was working like the main event or the superstar yeah. show all the time. But that's where Punk said he was learning. Like he was honing his craft so well, and he was getting so good. And they let him go. And it was like here you. You wanted to give this guy a shot. He's every bit of tools that you want in a WWE guy, and he's finally coming into his own as a good wrestler, and yeah. you let him go. I've always liked him. Yeah. Well, I mean, his his gimmick, the Master Lock I love the ma- I don't know why I love I do that all the time on George. It was so cool. I mean, as weird as it sounds, it was a simple full Nelson submission move that really isn't that painful, to say the least. Um, but... He did the, the whole gimmick worked, yeah. and and it was it, it was sad that he never really got a got a big opportunity after that. Two more, I'm done. Muhammad Hassan or Lance Cade? La- well, Lance Cade's passed away. So. Oh crap! I forgot. Okay, so oh wait, oh wait, Lance, Sto- Lance Storm. Oh, I love how you switched that now. No, because that's right. who I was thinking in my head. I was I was thinking I was I there's too many names. Okay. Um, Oh man, I go landstorm. I Just, probably would too, mate. But I'm going was, against I my era, thinking, brother. Well, I was thinking Muhammad Hassan only because I thought he had such a, the guy who did him was doing so well with the gimmick in regards to how it was so hated. But then yeah. I think of the time frame of when that character came out <laughs> and how it really kind of. Well, I just like landstorm for the nostalgia factor. Last one: Cole mm-hmm. Cabana or Matt Morgan. Ooh. Yeah, that's why I want to get to that one for you. Man, um, Cole Cabana didn't really get a fair shake in WWE. No way. Uh, oh, yeah. When he was Scotty Goldman. Um, to be fair, I don't think Matt Morgan did either. Um, and Matt Morgan is literally, he goes he goes by the nickname The Blueprint. He really is a blueprint for what WWE looks for. He's an athletic seven-footer. And genuinely is a seven-footer that's athletic as hell. Um, only because I know he, I know that he fits the WWE mold. I would pick Matt Morgan. Okay, and and now plus WWE seems to have a fascination with uh, guys whose first and last names have the same initial. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, think of it. Just think about that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I know you're right. <laughs> um, okay, I'm done with that. I just want to do a little, little break up the little pattern we have going. All right. Well, uh, you and I were talking about this off air, 
and uh, we're gonna, we're making we're gonna make this a staple. So we want to kind of kick this off. We actually had a reply on Twitter for what we, oh, had we did? put out last week about uh, you asking questions to us, and we were gonna answer them here on the podcast. Yep. And we're gonna start it off right now. This one is coming from an Oswald Falcomen. If I mispronounce your name, I'm sorry about that, my friend. Uh, you can be reached at that very same tag, at Ozzy L. Falcomen. Uh, he asks us, if rumors of a tag team tournament uh, next year have any truth to them, what teams would you want there? Ooh. And his he put... he. Of course, put the young bucks um, is a cop out answer. <laughs> so, yeah. so very well played there, Ozzy. I appreciate you doing that. Um, so he's he's saying what tag teams would we want there? So uh, we're gonna go ahead. I would think. How about this, Ramsey? Since I know that you're not necessarily the best with the indie circuit on guys, just to make wait, it, it has to be to... indie guys. Well, I, I guess it says just in general of, of rumors of a tag team tournament what teams would we want. So I guess it's not specifically to indie guys. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like... But I would say, for fun, let's let's make it a bit of a challenge because what's the fun if they've already been in WWE? True you know that. I mean? So um, let's just make it one team each, and I'll let you have the first pick. One team each? What yeah. the... Well, you know who I'm going to go with if it's one tag team. Who do you think I'm, right, so you you I'm going to go with? Do we, we want to go with two? Let's go with at least two because, I mean... All right, we'll go two apiece, and we'll play round robin with this. So you go first. Well, you know me. If I have to pick, it's going to be Hardy, Hardy Boys. For the tournament? Dude, I, I love them. For a tur- Dude, they have reached the tag team pinnacle as it is. Come okay. Um, okay, you go first then. Damn. Oh, look at that. Another cop out there. Don't cop out me. <laughs> so see, Ozzy, he doesn't even... He doesn't I told you mine. You said it's not allowed. He out with going first, too. Check that out. <laughs> Okay, I'll go with the Revival. Okay, uh, I can take that. I'll take that. Even though they're technically on the main roster. Uh, what? Whatever. <laughs> they are. He didn't say that specifically in the in the tweet. So you're making things up. I did not make things up. He didn't up. say only indie guys. And I'm not... He didn't, familiar- you're right, he didn't. But I was looking at this as a fun <laughs> challenge here. So That's a really... I mean, you're way more into indie talent than me. So it's going to be a way harder okay. challenge for me. Okay, so if uh, if... Me, personally, I would love to see this tag team in WWE. Matter of fact, I actually tagged him on Instagram saying that I hope we get to see him in NXT and his brother in NXT one day. Um, I would love to see the G.O.D., the Gorillas of Destiny, who are Bullet Club loyal members, (laughs) throw up two and sweet right now, Uh, Mm -hmm. Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. I would love to see them come to WWE. Uh, they're they are just two straight up uh, badass guys, um, and for those that don't know who they are, they are the sons of Haku, also known as Ming in WWE, or I'm sorry, excuse me, WCW, and uh, actually, Tong uh, Tongaloa uh, has actually been in WWE already. He went by the name of Camacho in mm-hmm. WWE, so. Uh, but I'd love to see them come in if there's going to be a tag team tournament. Bring in the G.O.D. Uh, beer money. Ah, I like I like that. I, I like that. That would ruin that would ruin uh, uh, Bobby Roode's little singles singles run right now. 
Yeah, it would because technically he's Bobby's Brood's not going with the money gimmick. So yeah, so I'm gonna scratch that answer or scratch that. Go go with well, uh, um, because I know I know a few a few tag team indie guys, but I'm not really super familiar with them. That's okay. Just like, go uh, with ones that you know. What's that? Uh, what was it Ricochet? What's the damn name? Ricochet. And what else? Ri- yeah, Ricochet. Ricochet and Matt Seidel. That would be a good team. I think that'd be really. I go. Cool. I go with them because I like Matt Seidel a lot. Yeah, I'd love to see them come back. That would, or I would love to see Evan Bourne or Matt Seidel, however they want to present him. I'd love to see him come back and have Ricochet with him. I think that'd be cool. Um, let's see. For another team, for me. Um, oh, you know, if if it could happen, I would love it. But I highly doubt it would. I would love to see. The Briscoes make an appearance. They're the Briscoe Brothers, yeah. Yes. I, don't of, I haven't seen much of their matches. Oh man, I would love to see them in WWE. Even just, even just for that tournament alone, I'd love to see that. So, that was a good question. That was Ozzy. Appreciate it, man. And if y'all want to follow in Ozzy's footsteps, and you should, and we will continue to promote it this upcoming week. You have all week long between now and next show. Please submit your questions. Use the hashtag Rumbling Reality, and we will answer your questions right here on the podcast yeah, buddy. next week, just like we did Aussies this week. So, um, I'm trying to see. Uh, we done pretty good on time today. Surprise, it blew through blew through so quick. Uh, here we go. Let's make sure the time's good. Oh, it got to man. You can't do too long, too short. You know, it's kind of like a dating a girl. They want some stuff out of it. <laughs> what? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh man. What other what other uh, things happened this week we need to talk about, you know, let people know what we think. Um I was gonna say the Braun Braun stuff. You think they're still doing good with Braun? I was actually that was the last thing I had too. I was gonna say that should be our last topic yeah. about, uh, how they've done with Braun Strowman. Um I I like what they're doing with Braun, man. I mean, they are literally building Braun up to be this unstoppable machine. And him going up against Brock, man, have they ever made Brock Lesnar... Arguably, they could say they did it with Goldberg. Yeah. But Goldberg was known. Braun Strowman has just started coming into this level of popularity with WWE and notoriety. Have they ever built a guy up so good in the last year that they finally make it to where you see Strowman versus Lesnar and you actually are buying into the fact that Strowman could potentially win. I mean, just look at Strowman though. I mean, if you had to look at the two guys, you would think in, in a picture standpoint, you'd be like, yeah, we know who's going to win this match. Who looks scarier? Who looks bigger? So I mean, yeah. it's not like, it's not like somebody's like, you know what I mean? It's somebody's like not, no, but not for the up most to par. Part, mm-hmm. But for the most part with Brock Lesnar, Anybody who's faced him has basically looked weak in comparison to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Strowman is the first guy outside of Goldberg. Again, I don't count Goldberg because Goldberg's notoriety was there. But you could in the fact that he was a 50-year-old guy. But, my God, for a 50-year-old man, he was in some phenomenal shape. Yeah. Um, but this is the first guy outside of that that they have not really made Strowman look like he's a weakling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've done it convincingly. Like when he stood up from that German suplex this week, I was like, "Holy shit!" This dude just took yeah. That was that was I was like, 
I even I even uh, tweeted about that. I was like, what the? Yeah, and, and and he did it just literally. I mean, stood up like nothing. I know it's crazy. I was like, and oh my god, it gave me it like chills. Dude, it's I, I'm t- I know. Same I mean, here. we know any wrestler could do that, but the fact that they let him do that—that's crazy. Because you know I, you're supposed to sell a move like that. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but No Mercy next Sunday is looking like a freaking awesome page. It's looking really, yeah. I mean, like this is almost looking better than SummerSlam. And FYI, I want to say kudos to WWE for not uh, doing two pay per views in one month. God, Thank God for that. Yeah, uh, getting, getting a little much. Well, and I'm hoping that this is a trend, and I hope that they see that uh, they overkill it by doing more than one pay-per-view. Because, I'm sorry, I get it that you have two brands, and I get it that you want to push each brand as an equal footing, but man, two pay-per-views, one for each brand a month? No, I go back to the old-school format from the original draft of where you had one month was a Raw pay-per-view, the next month was the SmackDown pay-per-view. Because it gives you more time to build stories. The problem is, Alvin Creative knows how to do that super well with long-term storylines. They're used to scratching the storylines and then going to the next one for the next month. Yeah, that's you know what true. I mean? Yeah, that's what sucks. It's easier. What it's I'm... easier to make a build-up, you know, three weeks in a pay-per-view than you know five weeks in or whatever it is in pay-per-view. Yeah, but man, there is—I'm telling you—there is no substitute for long-term storytelling because it's. That's true. It's some of the best rivalries that we've ever seen. Actually, the best rivalries we've seen have come from long, long-term storytelling. So. Oh yeah, that's that's a given. Yeah, that's what I miss. That's why. That's what I really miss about the Attitude Era too. Is that even though there was a lot of shortcomings with some things, you can't you can't ever put past the fact that the storytelling and the Attitude Era was amazing. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I just hope No Mercy is good because every time they build up a freaking um, pay-per-view, I'm like really, really excited about it. It ends up sucking. And then when a pay-per-view is not built up very well, it ends up having really good matches. It's weird. I know. It is. It's this happens so many times. I'm really excited for this pay-per-view, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Yeah, I know. I agree. Well, buddy, I know you are getting ready for your NFL game pretty soon. Yes, sir. Getting all excited. Cowboy up. Yeah. I am going to go to the gym and get my sweat on. Go for it. That's my off day, so. Do you want to do the outro? Okay. Oh, don't Uh, I start it, then you do it? Well, uh, I forgot how it works. If you you want to, do you want to, do you want to do part of the outro and then I'll do the. Yeah, that's how you should do it. I mean, we should get this down by now. (laughs) Yeah. So do your part. Um, well, guys, if you want to talk to me, you can find me at WWE Ramsey. If you want to um, visit rumblingrumors.com, I would appreciate it. Look at uh, whatever you want on there. Share shit. I don't care. Um, but thank you. Uh, no, he does care. That's why he's asking you to go to. Yeah, but you got to play the whole, I don't really care, but, you know, you know those kind of things. Um, no, he cares, ladies and gentlemen. He also puts <laughs> he puts a lot of effort into his HD wallpapers that you can get for free Bam. on rumblingrumors.com. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for that. Travis, and your part. <laughs> you can reach me on Twitter at Travis underscore Falhark. That's F-O-W-L-H-A-R-K. Also, remember, for this whole week, Leading up to our next show next weekend, 
please submit your questions with the hashtag RumblingReality, and we will answer them on the show. And, as always, like us, RumblingRumors.com on Facebook. Follow us, meaning Rumbling Rumors, and each of us on Twitter. And always make sure to take care and style up that hair. Well, guys, uh, it's been good knowing you. Don't make it sound like we're not going to be back. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Good talk. Good. Uh, good. Pay, uh, good. Whatever. Good. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> we will see you next time next week on Rumbling Reality, and have a good one. Peace out, y'all. See you guys.